trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Please contact your account representative for more information on these risks. Past performance is not indicative of future results. If you like grain markets and other stuff, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Grain Markets and Other Stuff Podcast. Here's your host, Joe Baklovic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Grain Markets and Other Stuff Podcast. Thank you for joining me. It is Friday, September 11th. USDA released its monthly crop production and WASD report at 11 o'clock Central Time this morning. I am going to keep this one short and sweet. I'm going to run through the U.S. corn balance sheet. I'm going to run through the U.S. soybean balance sheet, and uh, we can go ahead and wrap up the week. I'll uh, give you an idea as to what changes were made, uh, why they're important, and uh kind of my two cents on the whole situation here, I guess. We'll start off with corn and we'll start off with the uh, with the top of the balance sheet. Area planted, uh, planted acreage unchanged at 92 million. The USDA did cut harvested acreage, however, by 500,000. And that's a change that was expected. You know, we had uh, that storm damage in Iowa. We had some dry weather in other parts of the country. Um, so the trade did expect to cut to harvested acreage. In terms of the corn yield, it came down as expected. 178.5 is, is the new national estimate down from 181.8 last month. That's pretty much in line with what the trade had expected, a 2.8 bushel per acre decline. I suppose the question moving forward now is, does that number come down further? Is that number accurate? Um, That will be the question here over the next couple of reports. When you look at total production, it came down 378 million bushels to 14.9 billion. Um, that was almost exactly in line with what the trade had expected before the report. So on the, the production side, on the supply side of the balance sheets here for corn, uh, really uh, no surprises whatsoever, totally as expected. When you look at the demand side, we did see some changes. Uh, feed demand, the expectation there cut by 100 million bushels. Ethanol demand, the expectation cut by 100 million. And they raised the forecast for export demand by 100 million. So in, in total, you saw the total uh, projection for demand cut by 100 million. The one that sticks out to me, I guess, is really two of them. I mean, the feed number kind of sticks out to me because I know we've got big livestock numbers. And I'm not sure how much this price rally has hurt feed demand uh, via the livestock industry, but USDA did cut that number by 100 million. The ethanol one is the one that's really interesting. So they're projecting, USDA is projecting that we'll use 5.1 billion bushels of corn for ethanol during this new crop marketing year that just started here a week ago. Uh, That number would probably be 5.5. If COVID was never an issue, if Americans were driving uh, at a normal pace, and uh, this is a number that I believe will change uh, quite a bit, and it could be good or bad, depending on what happens with these restrictions, with lockdowns, with driving habits, uh, ethanol margins, these ethanol waivers. There's a lot of moving pieces out here when it comes to ethanol. So that's one that I believe we will have to pay attention to as the marketing year continues. Uh, That export number up on on strong sales, uh, that shouldn't be a surprise. So grand scheme of things here, you're looking at a 2.5 billion bushel corn carryout at the end of August 2021. That's what they're trying to project here. So that 2.5 is not reality. This is a projection for the end of the marketing year, which ends at the end of August next year. So this is a number, again, that's fluid. It's going to change. It's constantly adjusting. But uh, if if you take this stuff at face value, a 2.5 carryout, uh, total usage at 14.7 or, um, yeah, about 14.7 billion. You've got a 
stocks to use ratio for the United States of 17%. 17% is not bullish. Uh, 17% is is generally considered to be burdensome. It's bearish. It's a level that we haven't seen since the, the pre-ethanol era back in like 2004, 2005. So these numbers on paper are not friendly. You look at December corn at 365 ahead of harvest. Um, given what I know here about this balance sheet, if you're to take it at face value, uh, this is not a friendly situation, not from these price levels, in my opinion. Now, there's things that could change here. That yield number could come down more. Um, the demand numbers could go back up. And maybe that 2.5 turns into 2.3 or 2.2 or or something else down the road. I don't know that right now. But what I know is that based on what I think is that based on these numbers here today, that 17% stocks to use ratio is probably not super friendly. Um, if if it, if it comes to fruition, if that is reality. To roll over to the U.S. soybean balance sheet here, we'll start again with the top line. Planted acreage unchanged at 83.8. Harvested acreage unchanged at 83 million even. So that was expected. No major changes were expected there. When you look at the soybean yield, we went from 53.3 last month down to 51.9 this month. That's a decline of 1.4 bushels per acre. That's pretty much in line with expectations. Um, uh, no surprises again with soybeans on the supply side. Although I, I must mention that USDA reduced their old crop carryout number by 30 million bushels. We went from 615 down to 575. So that's uh, 30 million bushels less that we've got on the new crop balance sheet. So that's that's a friendly item. Uh, when you look at demand, your two major segments of soybean demand were left unchanged. Exports were left unchanged and crush was left unchanged. That the fact that USDA left exports unchanged, given the fact that we are selling soybeans to China essentially every single day of the week, is probably suspect to some people. There's probably a crowd of people out there uh, looking at that export number and saying, you know what, that number has to come up uh, in October or November or whenever. And maybe USDA is playing this kind of conservative. They want to see if China actually takes delivery, if if they actually make good on these purchases. But that's a number that that uh, kind of like maybe the ethanol number in corn that you've really got to keep an eye on because I think it could change quite a bit. So in, in terms of the ending stocks for soybeans, 460 million bushels is what's expected for the U.S. again at the end of August 2021. So this is a projection for next year. Uh, but that's down quite a bit from the estimate of 610 last month. Now, again, I'll, I'll talk about stocks to use, be, the stocks to use ratio in beans, because I think that's the best metric uh, of how to gauge a supply and demand situation. When you take the, the, the 460 carryout and uh, total usage of poor, uh, f- about 4.4 billion, it sends your stocks to use ratio down to 10.3%. And interestingly enough, 10.3% in soybean stocks to use is about the level that we were at in 2017. And what's interesting about 2017? Well, 2017 was the last pre-trade war year. And in that time frame, that 2016-2017 time frame, uh, soybean market traded $10 fairly often. I mean, we traded uh, back and forth around that $10 range, uh, below it sometimes, but sometimes above it by quite a bit, uh, fairly often. So when you look at November soybeans today, which almost traded up to $10. We peaked at 998 uh, as I speak here today at least. 
we're probably fairly priced given this situation, and we could still even be underpriced if you're to assume that that export number comes up and maybe that the yield number comes down. It could also go the other way, and and China could cancel a whole bunch of purchases, and um, the yield number could come up as we get into harvest. There's a lot of things that could happen here, but based on this 10.3% stocks-to-use ratio that's being projected, just that projection, the fact that it's back to like a pre-trade war type level, that is overall constructive and probably does support the idea of a $10 futures market or or maybe even a better than $10 futures market, uh, at least for a moment in time. I hope that was useful to you. I didn't want to spend uh, all your time talking about balance sheets on Friday. And and to be quite honest, I hate talking about balance sheets, but I thought it was interesting today. I thought that there were some noteworthy changes that you should be aware of. Um, everyone have a wonderful weekend. Remember, if you do need some help with your grain marketing, go to my website, standardgrain.com, click on grain marketing plan, check out that subscription service. It's $49 a month. It can be canceled at any time. There are no other fees or obligations. Uh, you'll get my morning email and my text message service. You'll know exactly when, how, and specifically I'm pricing corn, soybeans, and wheat throughout the year. It's broken down by crop, by crop year, and by percentage. I keep track of all of that stuff every day. It's at the bottom of the email every day, what we've done um, um, in the past with with dates and prices and everything. You don't need to be a futures or options trader. You can be a, a just a cash seller and participate. So if you're looking for some improvement, uh, certainly check that out. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you uh, on Monday. <laughs>